0: He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Lear. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. How's everybody doing? My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. We're a 600-seat call center outsourcer located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? We got a lot going on. I think I got a cool episode for you guys here. I kind of Jedi mind trick some of you into participating in it when maybe you didn't even know you were. So we're going to get into that. Uh, first though, a couple of I think cool announcements that maybe some of you guys will have some huge interest in. So we wrote and updated our book. So we now have advice from a call center geek 3.0. It is live on Amazon. You can buy the paperback for 1499, or you can buy the Kindle version for 399. Or as I record this, it is January 21st. You can wait until Monday and Monday will be the 24th. From the twenty fourth through the twenty seventh, we are going to have the Kindle version for free on Amazon. So if you want to go and download the Kindle version for free, you can totally do that. If you say, Tom, I cannot afford the fourteen ninety nine for the paperback, but I really want one, then just shoot me a DM and we will. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot one out to you for totally free. I'm not in this to make money. In fact, Amazon gets most of the money anyway. Um, it's just a, another way I think of getting. I think really good content out. Right, this is almost like a, a supervisor or management training manual that uh, that we that you can use in your contact center to give you ideas on culture, on hiring, on operations, on coaching, um, on QA, on technology. It's it's kind of a, a one, hopefully a one stop shop for a lot of different things. Initial feedback has been awesome. So again, check that out. It's uh, it's available. The other thing is make sure you're joining our LinkedIn call center tips and tactics group. That thing is growing rapidly, uh, probably about five to ten members every single day. So very excited about that. And also, if you ever want to get a hold of me, if you ever have a question about your contact center, obviously, you can always message me on LinkedIn or Twitter. But we have a SMS texting community where I will give you guys some exclusive content, but it's really being used for if you want to talk to me about any question that you may have and all you need to do is is let's do uh let's text, let's text January. So I know it came from this episode, January to uh, 814-247-0366. It's an actual number that I own, right? I will see your text. If you have any questions, I will get back to you as quickly as I can, depending on how many people, but it's normally within a day or two. So I got all that going. Here's the other thing that kind of happened the other day on LinkedIn. I posted a question to everyone, and sometimes when I post questions, they, you know, I get like two responses, and then other times, it kind of goes "quote unquote" viral, or at least viral for what I have seen uh, from from what I can do. And this one kind of went viral, and the question was: If you're a call center manager, you have a brand new call center supervisor on their first day with their first team of, of 15 to 16 experienced customer service associates, what do you tell that supervisor? What are the first things and, and tips that you give them, right? And I I posted that and just said, go, and kind of left it wide open. And I want to give you my thoughts on on what I would say. But the first thing is I want to go through some of these awesome, awesome things that other people have said. And again, this is why I think I really would love to get you guys to engage more on the LinkedIn uh, call center tips and tactics. I have a ton of experience. You know, I love to tell you guys and, and try to help in any way I can, but there's so many of you that are even smarter than me that have more experience in certain areas that uh, have a certain niche and maybe a certain channel that can really help. And if we can kind of all pool our, our, our knowledge together, I think we can be a very strong community when it comes to any type of issues that come up um, when it comes to your, your call center, your contact center, and any of the operations. So let's start. I'm going to start, and I'm going to name some names here of of, of these because I think, I mean, I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but I don't think I am because all these are awesome, right? And and let's see. So first one, this is by uh, Beth Mason. When people are told they are doing good work, they feel good about what they're doing and will want to keep doing it. It also creates trust, which makes the challenging conversations more effective. I think there's a theme here that you're going to kind of hear, and it's it's building trust with your associates. Whether that is showing them that you are looking out for them, whether it's maybe spending some phone time, um, but you can't just kind of walk into a situation and, and think you're the quote unquote boss. Right? I mean, I, I made that huge mistake. I did a whole episode on that, probably about maybe a year ago, um, just when I was you know twenty twenty two and, and kind of started to take over team. What it is, what an initial disaster it was until I I really learned. Tammy Teixeira says, understand it's now your job to help them grow professionally and personally. What do they want to do and why? What skills do they want to learn to get there? How do they master this role so that they can move on to what's next to what they want? And I think that that's really awesome, right? So understanding that it's now it's not about you. It's about your team and understand what makes them tick and what can help them grow, right? Grow to not only be a better call center associate, but grow to maybe they want your job, right? Or to be another supervisor type role. Maybe they want a manager role. Maybe they want to work in a different department. How do you help them get to that area? Um, I think that's a really, really important thing and and something that really can help a brand new call center supervisor. Okay, I really like this one. This is from Michelle Carlson. Get to know your team. Set up regular one-on-ones with them invest in their skill development and take an active role in helping them recognize their achievements and learn how each of your team members wants to be uniquely rewarded for a job well done follow the data to see unique strengths of your team right and again she didn't say there reprimand she didn't say yell at them she didn't say scold them right and i think the main theme here is if you if you do buy into your team if they really know that you're helping them you don't have to do that, right? You don't have to get to the point where they're gonna disrespect you because there's a respect level that gets built back and forth. And I think that's a really, you know, cool thing. And understand as a call center manager, we should be building this in with our supervisors, right? The regular one-on-ones, like are they things that you have in your contact center or is it just maybe a supervisor does that only with her team? Things like that need to be built out and it really helps the, the supervisors build that trust with their associates. So thank you, uh, thank you, Michelle. Chad Minton says, uh, hey, congrats on your promotion. You may be elated to be off the phones, but now the work begins with coaching and development of every single employee. Excuse me, every single employee you represent, your time and effort and their success, not yours. Your performance is based on how you can create opportunities for others. And that's that kind of servitude leadership, right? Understanding that it's really not about you and how you are going to be judged is on the success of your team. Right, and that's that's definitely a theme that we're we're kind of seeing here. Uh, Barbara Field Wayne, who I have a special place in my heart for, was a uh, was a client of ours, and then she moved to a, to another organization. Uh, but she says employees listen to managers, but they follow leaders. Be a servant leader, and I love that. Right? I mean, that should almost be a a sign up on the on the wall. Right? And that's the whole thing about you know the the difference between a leader and a boss. Right. You know, be the leader. Be the person that can that can get on the phone with them when they when things are going south, and you have thirty two calls in the queue. Handle some some calls that that maybe a new a new rep is just really struggling with, right? Understand that you're there to to help them. You're not there to tell them what to do. And I think that's the big thing that I had to I had to learn as well. Um, but it's it's huge. Sully Sullivan, love this right to the point. Listen more than you talk, right? And that's going to help build a lot of trust again early on. Uh, Aramis Graham, what I'd probably say is stay focused on being the leader you wish that you had, right? We've all, and I love that too. We, we've all had terrible bosses, leaders, managers, right? And, you know, think about the things that they did or the things that you didn't like. And I don't want to say do the opposite, but just think about that and, and understand in your management style what you you know you don't want to do. Um, don't fall into that trap, you know, kind of look at yourself in the mirror. And I think that's, that's something that is a once a year kind of at least reflection thing to see, are you becoming a jerk? Right. I have to do that every once in a while too. I'm pretty laid back, but you know, certain things still get under my skin. Right. And I'm trying to learn to, I got to let some of that stuff go as well. So that that's something that I think is, is kind of important too. All right. Rob Gordon says data is important, but look at the data as a whole. I was always the agent with the highest QA score and the best CSAT scores, but was always chastised because my HT was a minute or two higher than expected. Leadership failed to see that by spending an extra minute or two on calls, I was able to build rapport with customers, fully resolve issues, and reach for first call resolution. You know, Rob, I think that this is really good. And what this goes to show is the culture of contact centers and organizations. Right. You know, Rob has definitely a customer first uh, mentality, and I think that is amazing. Right. And sometimes it doesn't fit with what the management thinks is the the best KPI. And Rob, I think you're you're right. Right. (laughs) Um, So understand when you are the supervisor or the manager, Right? A lot of times, you know, as a middle manager, you're being told what to do. Right, You're being told that your reps need to hit this number. So I kind of see what you're saying, Rob. Um, but I also kind of see where a supervisor could be kind of held over the, the fire for that. But I think to Rob's point here too is if that, if that supervisor can kind of plead the case for Rob. Because right, Rob's on the phone, probably can't say too much to a, the call center manager. or It might fall on deaf ears. But that supervisor, if they go out of their way to kind of you know, maybe educate management to see, look at what he's doing. Look how awesome our customers are being serviced, that that can make a big difference and that can build some trust too. So again, thank you. Thank you, Rob. All right. And then Mark Carey, who who posts a lot of just really, really good stuff, especially on leadership, if you're not following him, and it's spelled C-A-R-R-I-E-R-E, right? So if I'm Mark, I'm sorry, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize, but he had some really good stuff here, and, and we'll take some a, a second here. So he said, my number one tip would be to ensure that they acquire and apply all the basic skills and associated tools needed to effectively manage their team. And he has kind of eight tips or eight uh, basic skills, right? Understanding their role and responsibilities, right? And you as a call center manager needs to empower and, and help them with that. Effectively managing their time. Um, to make time to coach or train, right? How many times have you seen that in your contact center? Where, hey guys, how many uh, how many QA forms? How many how many did you guys how many calls did you score? Oh, we couldn't score any today. We were just slammed, right? And that's kind of unacceptable. I don't allow that either. I think that's a really good point. That that might even be a, a, a whole secondary podcast on <laughs> just talking about that. Number three, creating a coachable call structure, right? I agree. Call monitoring and scoring, effective and nurturing feedback. Effective coaching and training processes, conducting skill audits and coaching plans, and getting the buy-in from team members. So this is a little bit more, you know, the structured of what you need. You know, we've seen some kind of, I don't want to say theoretical, like uh, leadership quotes and, and things that we need to kind of put as our as our culture of of how we're we're. We're kind of leading our team, but Mark's kind of going deeper here and in, in kind of developing the plan for what a, a new supervisor actually needs, right? And, and some of the tools that they need to utilize to make sure that they're they're hitting the KPIs and they're hitting the things that uh, that their team needs. So again, Mark, thanks, I appreciate it, I love your content. You guys, you do a really great job. Jeremy Ward says, get on the phones with your new team, show them the, that you're willing and able to do what they do. Totally agree with that, right? Um, that's one of the main things that you can earn respect with and one of the main ways that you can lose respect as well, right? When you shy away or say, I'm not doing that, that's not my deal, that's not my job, i worked already, I'm off the phones, right? You instantly lose respect of your team because you're kind of undermining what they do, right? I think that's a that's a really important thing in, in the call center environment. All right, a couple more. Uh, Thomas Rivas, lead by example. The biggest mistake news, new supervisors make is expecting their staff to trust and respect them without showing you invested in their success and careers, right? And we've kind of talked about that. I, I, that's a theme and I, I totally agree. This is, this one's really good. This is from Karen Dowling, right? And this kind of goes, you know, when I, when I do my podcast or what we do in our call center, right? Of, of greeting in the morning, understanding, kind of taking the temperature of the room. And she's kind of taking that in the macro here. And she says, it's all about your people. Invest time early on to get to know them. What motivates them? What are their strengths? What do they want to learn? What are their challenges? And then she says, then get to know them, right? In caps, right? So you want to get to know them, but now you really want to get to know them. Tee off from what they share with you. Family, pets, sports, plants, whatever. These are valuable nuggets of information to help you stay connected and show that you care. This is a very motivating force, right? And it's human nature, right? You're trying to build a bond, and if you show that you actually care about even somebody outside of work, you don't need to be their best friend. You don't need to go to happy hour with them, but understand when they come to work and you can say, Hey, how's, how's your son doing? I heard he was sick. You know, the last two days, I know you were out. Is he okay? You know, those little things go a, a huge way in building that, that respect. So again, Karen, I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. This is from Sergio Castillo. What got you here won't be enough to make you successful here. Your success is based on each individual on your team's success. Find out why your team comes to work every day and make it your mission to help them achieve their goals. Don't get too busy or high or mighty for your team. Set clear expectations and for goodness sake, follow through on your commitments. I I think the last one is true, right? Following through on commitments, following through even on, you know, I get really irritated here at Expedia when, let's say, we do a motivation, and I'm sure this is happening in your call center too. Like maybe you're having a lower day with your conversion or your handle time. So you say, hey, let's do a quick motivation, and, and here's a $25 Amazon gift card. You know, we'll shoot it out to you tomorrow. And, you know, reps kind of bust their tail maybe for the last hour or two. They get their, their handle time or their conversion to a level, and then it takes like three weeks, right, for them to get their Amazon gift card, right, which totally ruins the whole thing. And it makes the supervisor, not as powerful, right? Because they're like going to be like, "Well, I can't use that again, right?" Because I I didn't live up to my commitment of making sure this thing got out tomorrow. Now, it wasn't her fault cuz it's probably somebody in, you know, accounts payable <laughs> that that needs to send that thing out, but you know, things like that if you're going to say something, you know, you got to really, you know, kind of stick to it. All right. And then Jeff Brown says, "Take the time to understand the full situation before speaking or taking action." I think that's a huge thing. It's one sentence. But it's a really important thing. So many times as managers, we jump to conclusions, right? We think that we have to make a decision to seem like we're strong instead of taking all of the information and and, and kind of figuring things out and making the proper decision. That could be if a rep makes a mistake to – that happens a lot, right? Uh, Like for us, a client will be like that rep made a huge mistake. But then when you actually listen to the call, you understand why they did it. The context of it, and nine times out of ten, it's oh, I got gotcha. you. Makes sense, right? So don't jump to conclusions. Don't go down someone's throat unless you absolutely understand what the what the heck's going on. Interesting episode. I I hope that that gets you kind of thinking. Um, there's a lot of different thoughts, right? Some, and it's interesting how people's minds work. You know, some people are are focused on kind of the leadership aspect. Some are actually doing the plan. Um, some are a little bit more firm, right. And, and really wanting you to understand your role, um, and where you stand. So it's kind of interesting to, to kind of talk and kind of hear the personalities of a lot of you guys that are out there. So again, I appreciate you taking the time to, to humor me on my LinkedIn post. Um, now here, your, your names will be forever. And the, uh, advice from a call center geek lore, whatever that means. Um, I really appreciate all of you guys again, taking the time. Check out the book. If you if you need a free one, DM me. I'll shoot it to you. Again, if you want the Kindle for free, wait till Monday the twenty fourth and you got through like the twenty eighth to to do that. But if you want the paper, I gotta pay for it. It's like fourteen bucks. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. I hope we're adding value. Talk to you guys next week.